Hello, and welcome to the Uplifting Content Podcast. I'm your host and the founder of Uplifting Content, Ioni Butler. And in each episode, I'll be speaking to a special guest about a topic that matters. Enjoy the show. I'm so excited to interview and have a chat with today's guest because uh, as you're here, we're very similar in in our mission, what we're doing um, and our experiences. And I'm just fascinated to find out more about her and her work. So uh, without further ado, uh, Dr. Andrea Pennington. Hello, my love. How are you? Hello. Hello. It's so good to be with you. Thank you so much. I'm excited for this conversation. I have been waiting for this. Me too. Me too. And just, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out and everything too. I'm, I'm really glad we're making this happen. Um, we're doing a little giveaway. Andrea has some incredible books, which we're going to talk about. One of them is The Orgasm Prescription for Women, which I cannot wait to find out more about. Uh, the other one is I Love You, uh, Me, uh, which is beautiful. We'll definitely talk about that. And um, I and Time to Rise. So um, we're giving away three books. And so, you know, enter to win and then you get to choose which one you want. Uh, so, yeah, the sign up thing is in the description. So make sure you do that and we'll find out more about these books in a second. So, Andrea, thanks again. I uh, would love for you just to share, share your story and, and, and tell everybody about, you know, you and what you're doing, please. Well, you know my story because you've heard it, you've lived it, you've interviewed so many other people with similar backgrounds. Um, I'm American. I've been living in the south of France for the last seven and a half years. And like so many people in the world today, I was basically living, living a lie. I had been really striving for that same sort of recognition that I've heard you talk about, like mm. finally feeling good enough. And I had achieved a ton in my, my little life with going to medical school and starting to work um, in the media for Discovery Channel and being on Oprah and publishing my first book. And yet I was miserable. Mm. I really wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied with my life. And I kept trying to look outside of me for wh whether it was some other achievement or some other goal to finally make me feel good enough. Mm -hmm. And it just never came. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I, I literally heard my father <laughs> who, despite all of that long list of accomplishments of, you know, making the money and having a big business. I had a big wellness center at the same time with working for discovery and being on the news every single mm. day and he just looked at me and he said, can't you just get a, a regular job at a hospital? Mm -hmm. And it was like, that was the moment where I'm like, don't you know that even Oprah, Oprah's people called and flew out to, it was one of those moments where I was like, oh my God, it will never be enough for him because mm. in his paradigm, in his version of success, it was all tied to get a good job, you know, get a pension, mm. be safe. And because I had been hiding my depression and nobody knew that, you know, I was really living in a dark, dark hole, I realized that I had to break out of that for myself. And that led me on this quest, like so many of us go, you know, looking at spiritual retreats and right. shamanistic workshops and all the self-help books and personal development workshops. I really went searching for, you know, what is love? Why do I feel so devoid of love? Why is it that I, I literally, despite having everything that, you know, the American dream would put on us, why do I still feel like I want my life to be over? 
Right. And it was literally... Why, why was it, do you think? Did you... What was the feelings? For me, I think what it really came down to is just not living in alignment, not living in alignment with my, my real soul, my, my real self. Mm-hmm. Because I, I actually had this experience of going on a trip to uh, Europe. And at the time, I said, I'm going to just go as Drea, the artist. I'm not going to go as the Dr. Andrea that everybody had seen on TV and all that stuff. And I know you know how this works, Ioni. You know, you know about the law of attraction and manifesting mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. What you say, mm-hmm. you know, whether you say it out loud or you just affirm it within, it changes your version of reality. Mm-hmm. And it changes the way people see you. So sure enough, I got on the plane and it was this weird thing. This girl kind of leans over and she says, hey, you want to listen to this track? And I'm like, that's kind of weird. She was like, yeah, my boyfriend, he, he's a producer. Um, I think you could sing on this. And I'm like, how does she know I sing? I'm, I'm on the plane minding my business. Yeah, yeah. And when I got to Spain and when I got to France, I was being given these opportunities, like get on stage. And I thought, this is the real me, like being free, being creative, like interacting with people on a real level, which mm-hmm. is what music does for me. Mm-hmm. That's when I kind of had like a big awakening because there was one night where I was in Saint-Tropez in France and it was all this just beautiful, it's like out of a movie. Everyone was all gorgeous and mm. the landscape and the beach. And this guy said, hey, okay, you're a singer. I, I know the, the DJ at this club. Um, come with us tonight. We'll, you know, we'll get you on. So sure enough, I'm like in there singing my heart out and the crowd's going wild. Mm-hmm. And I got back to my hotel room and I was like, what just happened? Right. Like, what, what am I doing? Because when I go home, you know, back to America, I have this big business and this big kind of career yeah. sprung around my neck. Yeah. And that's when I kind of lost it. I cried out to God and I said, really, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Take it because I don't want to go back to that old way of living. And it was then that I had what I can only describe as a, a near-death-like out-of-body experience. Like I've, I've now done a lot of research, but I literally felt myself kind of surrender yeah. and go into the light you know, mm-hmm. that people talk about and got to this other side where I saw my whole life flash in front of me. And it was the weirdest thing, Ioni, was I could see all the different decision points in my life and exactly why at that moment I was deathly depressed and full of anxiety. It was because all those decisions that I made, many of them were unconscious decisions that we make in childhood, just listening to people or believing, you know, what's fed to us. And it was in that moment that I realized, okay, if you're telling me, I felt like it was God, whatever you want to call that. For me, it was like oneness. Mm -hmm you're telling me that I get to choose, then I'll go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was in that decision that I, I felt complete freedom. I felt peace. Yeah. I felt a total love and acceptance for who I really am, for what my role is in life. And I realized that we all have that. We're all these little droplets of God consciousness. Mm-hmm. And beautiful. when we... It's like when we incarnate, we didn't come here to be like you or like them or like, Mm. we're not meant to be cookie cutters of Mm. anybody else. 
We're meant to share our unique essence and our, our own light. And when I really got that, that's when I realized, oh my gosh, I've got to share this with everyone. Mm-hmm. Because as it's, I think you've probably, I think I've heard you talk about this, that as you've opened up about your experiences with yeah. depression and dark moods, suddenly other people are saying, oh my God, I didn't know you felt like that. You look like you have it all together. I feel like that too. And it's been creating just the spiral of, of love mm-hmm. to share with other people, to let them know that you're not alone. You're completely lovable. You can f- forget all this nonsense about who you've been programmed to be and really get back in touch with who you really are. And when you live from that space, everything in your world can change. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's remarkable listening to you. So I'm like, I've been sharing it for everyone. If this, if you think this will resonate with anyone, you know, feel, please, please share. I've been sharing it on my pages and I'm like, my spiritual sister, just <laughs> listening to what you're saying. I, I'm totally, totally there with you. And uh, especially what you said about, you know, getting into the, into music and getting into art to art again. So uh, you, you kind of had this career in, in, in medicine, in medicine and do, having businesses, but then neglecting that kind of creative side of you. And that's definitely something that I took a step back from acting and performing uh, like last year, 2017, just wasn't really feeling very good in my ability and my, myself went traveling, which was phenomenal, you know, really launched stuff with uplifting content, you know, started a bunch of things. It was fantastic, but I was just empty inside because that love, that passion acting wasn't there. And this year it's been different. Like I'm not, the good thing about it now is that it's, I don't need to act um, to survive, which is great. Cause then it's not a pressure. It's just for the love of it. And I've just been planting seeds and I've had the, you know, I don't even have an agent, but things have just been trickling in and auditions and work and just things trickling in just at the right amount that I can handle that is fulfilling me in that way and making me still feel like I'm doing it for the love of it. And yeah, I just, I think that's such an important reminder for anyone out there. If you're feeling like you're kind of empty, probably because you're not doing something that you love and the things that you love and and the a lot of depression and stress for me came from being disappointed that I wasn't where I wanted to be in my career and putting that pressure on myself and so I would say take take that pressure away and do it for the love of it not that you're trying to you know be an Oscar winner or you know a Grammy award winner that you're doing it for the love of it to enjoy it because it fills you not because you want the kind of status and recognition that comes for it so so what happened after this um, revelation? Um, what happened when you went back? Well, I went back a totally changed woman because just before I left that out-of-body experience, I was shown a vision. And I saw this vision of myself living in the south of France, which I was really thrilled about. Uh, I, I saw myself singing professionally. Mm. And I saw myself healing with my hands. And at first I'm like, oh, really, God, you're going to make me one of those woo-woo doctors? But I was just like, you know what? I feel good. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. And I literally, that day, I called my my chief operating officer at my wellness center and I said, okay, things are about to change. And so by the time I got back, um, oh, and I, I, I neglected to say that in this vision, I was also holding hands, walking with a child. And at the time I was single had no idea that I would even be having a child because I was in my 30s already. And within weeks, exactly what you just said about when you just decide to do what you feel is your truth and it's right and your love of it, everything started to manifest. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I had to go out there and look for it. It just started coming to me. And so soon thereafter, I was indeed pregnant with my daughter, who is now what? 12. She's 12? 
<laughs> yeah, what? well, she will, she will be 12 in, in May. How is this um, possible? You look like you're like 35. <laughs> honey, I am 47. Yeah, 47. <laughs> Just turned 47 in November. I get so excited. I have a girlfriend called Felicia. When I meet women that look like you, I'm just like, oh my God, I love this. Please, jeans and gods, let me be like this. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. Well, I can definitely say for me, moving to the south of France and then really, I mean, I went deep. I probably went, yeah. I don't recommend that everybody do this, but I really dove deep. Once I got that sense of freedom that I could live life on my own terms, and definitely once I was pregnant, I was like, there's no way, I, I don't want my daughter to see me not living my authentic truth. Yeah. And so we did eventually move to the south of France, uh, as I said, seven and a half years ago. And I went deep into meditation and uh, Qigong practice and a spiritual practice. I started researching to understand what the heck happened to me. Because having a, a near-death-like out-of-body experience when I didn't die, like most people, they flatline, they're in an accident. I started looking at all these other spiritual cultures and indigenous people around the world who describe these kind of experiences that are so life-affirming. And it changed everything. I literally unplugged from my high-powered media career, changed everything so that I could be fully present for my daughter. And it allowed me to really start sharing from the heart. So eventually I did get back into that feeling of wanting to share again and be on TV and on stages. Mm -hmm. But I decided to come out as the real me. Mm -hmm. And I just said, I said, okay, when I started to have this impulse of wanting to do again, I wondered, I was like, is this my ego? Are you just tripping? Cause now you're not famous anymore. Mm. And as I sat with it, it was like, no, now you have a message. There are people right. that need to hear this. And that's when I said, okay, if I'm going to come out again, I want to come out with like a Ted talk where I can tell the real story about who I really am. So nobody's going to look back and think of who I used to be. And do you know, within two weeks, somebody called me up on the phone and was like, Dr. Pennington, um, we were wondering if you would speak at our TED Talk because uh, I was teaching at the University of Monaco. And I was like, well, yes, I already started to write it. <laughs> <laughs> and from that point forward, I just decided to share my authentic truth. And, and it hasn't stopped since. We've just been able to share with other people that, you know, you are a unique voice in the world. So once you really claim your right to be on this planet, your right for pleasure, your right to express yourself authentically, everything else will line up. Mm. And so it, it inspired me to, you know, create my, my personal branding and media agencies. So I'm helping other people get published, do their own TED Talks, share their, their coaching strategies with the world, because there's so many people and I know you know this because I've been following uplifting content since I discovered you. I think it was sometime last year. Oh, and I was like, yes, <laughs> there's so many people that don't realize that there's a lot of good in the world. There's a lot of love in the world. There's a lot of positivity in the world. And you don't have to be like anybody else. You can be your authentic self. And there's going to be someone out there that loves you, that is drawn to you, that will support you. And so that's, that's what we're doing. I mean, we're on similar missions here mm -hmm. with sharing the love. Yep, 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 yep. Agree to all <laughs> of that. Um, I'm just going to take a second here to say hi to some of the people that we have on the call. Ooh, Olio is saying something in French, which I don't understand, but I'm sure you've got it, and I'm sure it's very sweet. Actually, wait, how can I get <laughs> these up? Um, hey, guys, hello. We've got Simone, Olio, Wanda. Hi, darling. Ben, he's like, what's happening? Ioni and Dr. P. 
<laughs> so casual, Ben, like we're BFFs. I love you. Harneet, same question. Uh, we are good. Um, good day, everyone from Linda. Hi, Roberta. Hey, hey. Leo McGivney, are you still there? Hi. Um, Roberta says, yes, I'm there with you sisters. There's some really fantastic women and guys on these calls, actually, that I love speaking to. Oh, Leo says, this is great to hear. Many times people aren't allowed to have a career or life change after 30. It's difficult. There is a lot of age discrimination. That's definitely something he's experiencing right now. But we have to do it. Find our real self. Yes. And we'll talk about that. Um, you'll work with the authentic self stuff too. Roberta says, clarity and understanding definitely is important. Wanda says, UK, good evening, beautiful people. Hey, Wanda. Uh, Roberta says, the default programming by society. Yes, we mm -hmm. yeah, definitely get conditioned to think we should be, do, and have certain things. Honey says, sometimes we know what's right, but we just can't deal with it because we still live in fear that maybe we will hurt people. And then we step back in that world where we feel trapped and depressed and refuse our happiness to be free. Thank you for sharing. Roberta says, we have a choice which is called our faith. So the choice is God's path uh, or our way. From experience, choosing my way instead of God's destined path for me, I have found that I was lost and feeling empty. So I surrendered to God's will for me and his destined path he chose for me. With this newfound path, I am at peace. Life flows and falls into place. Everything I need to live, uh, God's will for me is gifted with uh, a breeze. I love that. And, 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 and I'm, I'm not religious in that sense, but for me, I think it's all exactly the same thing, spirituality. Um, just sort of allowing myself to, to listen listen to what is being, listen to what's coming through, listen to what's happening and going with that, that feeling, that calling, rather than just, you know, being all head. Um, Aaliyah says, gosh, most of my depression is due to being in a life that is not mine and too afraid to make the steps I need to get the life I want. I agree that when you make that first step and sacrifice uh, of making that step, the universe makes the way. Yes, it does. Yes. I love yes. it. We're all saying the kind of same things, but in our own like ways. I love it. It's all because they're just words and no words can really say exactly what it is. We're just using them to point to the truth. So I love that. I'm kind of hearing the same messages, but everyone's saying it in their own way, which is beautiful. But it says, yes, dig deep. Um, uh, Darren. Hey, Darren says, our happiness has been consumerized by marketing companies. Yes, it is. And so that's why it's so important, I feel, just to pay attention to what you are consuming and what you're letting in because it's creating your thoughts, beliefs, changing your actions and creating your reality. So that's super important. Hey, Elwa from Vancouver, BC. Oh, I'm going to be there in a couple of weeks' time delivering a baby. Oh my! So, um, it will hopefully see you there. Um, Harney says, "Believe in yourself, and everything will start falling in your way." It definitely starts with our beliefs. Um, excellent. So, Andrea, I definitely really want to know more about this book, uh, "The Orgasm Prescription for Women." Please tell me about because I don't actually know the ins and outs of it, but not about orgasms for women, but um, but about the book and what what made you um, write this. Yeah. Well, first, first things first, what that, that French comment, someone yes. asked, est-ce que ça te manque d'être médecin? So this person was asking, do I miss being a doctor? Oh. And actually, I'm, I'm really grateful for my background in medicine. And I also learned Chinese medicine and acupuncture um, because it all comes together with really empowering people to live as their authentic self, to get past the depression, anxiety, or drama. So the orgasm prescription. <laughs> I'm so excited this, by this. this. This is actually a book that took me 10 years to actually own it because I didn't 
I didn't want to come out and be known as the sex doctor. Right. But in my, in my last uh, phase of my career as a medical doctor, I started working in age management medicine, which for most people, they think of it as anti-aging. And so with many of my clients, as, as you age, you want to preserve your brain, you want your heart to work, you want to avoid cancer and diabetes, but you also want to have a good sex life. Yeah. And so I was doing a lot of sex education, but only with my patients. But then I was on um, the Dr. Oz show. And one of the things that I mentioned to Dr. Oz is that my clients, my female clients, need to be able to have at least three orgasms per week. Okay. That is, that's the minimum. You can, can certainly have more. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say per day. And then I was like, ooh, that oh, might no. be a bit challenging. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that would be tipping you over into an area we don't want to get into. I know. A little bit addictive. Obsession. Yeah. But that was the thing. I, um, I did this show and it was really more about helping people understand what blocks you from mm -hmm. having an orgasm, whether it's your high blood pressure or high um, uh, blood sugar, as in diabetes. Mm -hmm. But then I started getting all these emails and phone calls from people saying, okay, I'm not having three orgasms. What's wrong with me? And so I had this as idea. In, like, sorry, as in that they couldn't, they couldn't orgasm? Or Correct. they just didn't have the time and weren't, okay, got it. Mm -hmm. Well, some, they, they were unable to experience orgasm. Some, mm -hmm. they felt like they didn't deserve orgasm, right. so they would fake it. Right, right. Ladies, no more faking. Right. Some of them were also feeling like they just were completely numb, like mm. whatever had taken if over. If they were on antidepressants, I found that being on antidepressants completely killed my sex drive and I couldn't um, orgasm, so yeah. yeah. And the same thing for some women when they take uh, oral contraceptives, hmm. um, because it totally changes our whole arousal and the brain's ability to experience that sort of ecstasy. Because hmm. orgasm actually happens in the brain. Like we hmm. think it happens in the genitals. It doesn't. Orgasm happens in the brain. So if you're on antidepressants that change your neurotransmitters, you're not going to feel that same rush of energy. You're not going to feel the same attraction. Um, so yeah, it does make uh, orgasm harder to have. So I decided, because I was like tired of getting all these emails, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just put it into a book. So you'll have a complete manual on all the things like physical, emotional, even the psychological and spiritual stuff. Because a lot of my spiritual community was saying, well, isn't sex really just for procreation? And do you think God really wants me to be having orgasm? And I'm like, we're <laughs> wired. We're wired for pleasure. Yeah. We're wired to feel this sensual energy like flowing through us. It doesn't mean it's always got to be sexual, but we are wired for pleasure. And yes, mm -hmm. we have that creative energy. That's what, that's what this orgasmic energy is. It's literally the energy that creates life. Mm -hmm. And so if you deny it or suppress it, I found many of the women that I spoke to around the world would see that that negative effect was being transmitted elsewhere. So if you're denying your right to pleasure and not allowing yourself to experience orgasm, like women were saying, like, again, they felt bad because it took them too long. And I'm like, stop that. Yeah. <laughs> because if you deny it, it, it ends up manifesting elsewhere. So we had people who were feeling like they were inadequate, like they were just there to serve their partner, or that um, they couldn't express themselves in other areas, like their mm. relationships their children or their relationships at work. So this sensual energy, it is vital to our life and it needs to be flowing. Um, so that's what I, why I wrote the book. So I hope that whatever our lucky winner today, that you will take, take this and uh, enjoy it. And there's yeah. also an audio book. So for those of you that like to just listen to your books, we've got Perfect. you. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how many women 
you know, don't, don't orgasm during sex. And, um, I was shocked by that. Um, just, yeah, how, how that must impact people, how, how you, I, I'm guessing must be so in their heads and either not comfortable with their bodies or like you say, feeling like they need to be rushed and they can't take their time or ask for what they want or just kind of own what was happening. And this is a big thing for a lot of women. It's huge. But that's the thing, because most women do not experience orgasm with just penetrative sex alone. Mm. So I think we have this false idea, and especially as more and more young people are getting their sex ed from, from porn, porn. Yeah. they're thinking like, oh, well, I'm not doing it like they are in the video. There must be something wrong with me. Mm. And that's not true. The majority of women are not going to experience orgasm with just penetrative sex unless there's I don't know how about, about this show, but unless there's, you know, some clitoral action. So yeah. there's a whole host of other ways to help get yourself there that I outline extensively in the book. Awesome. I am definitely wanting to listen to that audiobook. I'm a fan of audiobooks, so <laughs> it's all good. Um, and then I guess uh, we'd love to hear a bit more about I Love You, I Love You Me. I guess this is about the um, being authentic. Yes. Is this, is this the new one? Oh, that this one. Cool just came out. And this one, thank you. I'm really happy about it because this is the one that um, outlines what happened to me on that day when I had that out-of-body mm. experience to where I am today. Because again, once I did the TED Talk, which kind of took off, a lot of people were asking, what next? Like, yeah, that's me too. I, I went down the wrong career path or I got into a marriage based on what I thought would make me look good and they weren't happy. They weren't feeling fulfilled. And as I started teaching this to my own clients and, and patients, I noticed that um, there was a, a, a logical progression. Mm -hmm. And it's a five-step process that I call the cornerstone process for helping you develop real self-love. First is identifying your real self right. and then creating real self-love. And so the five-step process is in this book, I Love You, Me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's really been kind of mind-blowing because I didn't anticipate writing this last year, mm. but one of my friends, colleagues, clients, this lovely Dr. Janet Anthony, kept prodding me for it. Mm -hmm. And then finally I said, okay, I'll get it done. Mm -hmm. And then what happened is it just exploded. Like people have been so excited to have like a step-by-step -step process to get you, it's like one of, the, one of the comments you just read, like it's really scary. When you yeah. finally say, you're right, I'm not living my truth. I'm not living my authentic self. I don't want to be in this relationship or I don't right. want to be in this degree program. I can't tell you the number of, of people in medical school who've reached out to me saying, my story is just like yours. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Mm -hmm. And so it's like creating um, a step-by-step -step process and also a global community. Mm -hmm. So the real self-love community is helping people connect with real self-love leaders like you. Yes. I, I, I hinted at, I want, you know, I share my story now because it is helping people, but I know that there are many, many, many of us who've gone through our own journey to actually arrive at knowing who you really are and loving who you are and sharing it with the world. And so we've created the real self love community with people from as high up on the planet as Iceland and Denmark, mm -hmm. all the way down to Australia so that we could hear different voices, mm -hmm. different leaders who are sharing tips and instruction and insight and most importantly support um, and live events so that you can connect with people because if you like you left 
you left your home country. I did the same. <laughs> we just mm. kind of swapped. <laughs> yeah. but, you, but not everybody's either bold enough or ready to do that. But yeah. what if your home community isn't supportive of you embracing your real self? What if your family isn't? Well, we've created this global community and a global family where you can now tap in and get the love and the support and the connection so that as you're on this journey of really finding out who you really are and what, what values are really true for you, that you can live it in a supportive way. I like that a lot. I, I, um, I was listening to your TED talk and I liked, um, you know, saying, you know, finding out who your, your true self is. What would you, how would you describe your true self? I really describe it as it's a combination. So mm -hmm. we have what I consider our spiritual DNA that, that really is this imprint or blueprint for who we really are. We certainly have different influences. Like there is a cultural imprint. You might even call it your karmic imprint from your soul living multiple lives. But who you really are is a spiritual essence. It's who you are if you were to strip away the ethnicity and where you went to school and whether you grew up in a divorced family or not. It's like, who are you at your core? And what is that spiritual essence? Because that is what you were really meant, I believe, to live in this life. Even though you may have the same sort of background as someone else or the same job, like you and I are doing the same quote unquote thing by sharing mm -hmm. this uplifting content, mm -hmm. but we're each doing it in our own way with our mm -hmm. own flavor, not trying to be like anyone else. And that's what I want people to get to is get down to at a soul level. Who are you really? What do you stand for? What are your beliefs? What are your values? What are the natural talents that naturally just came with you that many of us have denied? Mm -hmm. like, we were either teased or made to feel bad because we were better than other people or whatever. And we denied some of those natural traits and natural gifts. And so we help people sort of rediscover who would you be if nobody shamed you? Mm. Who would you be if nobody forced you to, to fit into a little box or fit into a career path? Mm -hmm. If we can get back to that, it's like coming home to yourself. Then you can live from there. And we call it, you know, this opportunity to like rebuild your life in this temple, this mm -hmm. body that you've been given in your own authentic way. Yeah. Is that taking it too far into the No, the I mean, and I, no, no, I love it. And it's beautiful. And it's, it's definitely what I believe, you know, that what you ask somebody, I say to people, so who are you? And they say, and they say, I know who I am. And I'm like, okay, cool. Who are you? And then they're like, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a dad. And I'm like, that's not, that's not who you are. Like you can have a kid, but that's not who you are. Like, God forbid, if your child passed away or something you that wouldn't be your dad you wouldn't be a dad anything that you are can't be something that's taken away you know right. you can say I'm I'm a you know I'm English well no that's <laughs> that's not who I am that just is I was born on a certain plot of land that we decided is, is a certain place that's not who I am and so it's like you know really getting people to think when you remove all the conditioning you remove all the labels like what is that that's underneath and it, it takes a lot of kind of just listening I think just 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 listening um so I love it but but what would what would you say you are then I would say that I am a spiritual being mm -hmm. having a human experience mm. I'm I'm an eternal soul um mm. and what I remind people is that when you come from the level of the soul you know your spiritual essence you are already perfect you are yeah. already whole you are already complete there's no ticking of boxes or accomplishing anything you're lovable just as you are. Mm. 
Mm. And that's, that's what I am, what I am at my essence. Just like you said, if I wasn't a doctor, if I wasn't a spiritual teacher, if I wasn't, you know, the mother of my daughter, what would I be? Well, I'm the essence, the awareness, the consciousness that animates this body. Mm. But I'm not my body. I'm not my mm. past. I'm not, even, I'm not even the good things that people might say about me. I'm just yes. Right, right, right. Yes, we are. Uh, Nelly saying, wow, great words. Linda says, I believe that our life purpose was written before we were born. We arrive on this planet and learn karmic lessons until the time is right for us to create ourselves and live our true life purpose. That's beautiful, Linda. Thank you for sharing. I like that. Um, yeah, me too. Roberta says, my ethnicity is my core uh, as being Native American. That's how I get my inner light and gifts. Through my culture, I have found my true self. I, I, I value that, um, that, Roberta, in your opinion. I would just say kind of when you identify as your ethnicity, I don't know, it's, just, it's such an interesting thing. And I'm curious because you, you're mixed race. Andrea? Yeah, my mother's from British Guyana and my father is black American. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't identify. I think you can definitely honor culture, um, but I think identifying as it can cause, well, I think can cause troubles. The, yeah, thing, the interesting thing that she said there is that it gives her access to a light. Or her light and gifts. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I, which I definitely found in my research that people who come from all the various indigenous tribes around the world, but that Native American thing, what I noticed is there is a more honoring of your true self. Right. So even though she's saying that, that that's kind of what she identifies with, I do see at least some oh, of the Native the cultures as a portal to your real self because it's like they're not so Americanized or Westernized where they're saying, oh, now you must become this, you must become right. that. It's, it's an honoring of, okay, well, what energies did you come in with? Where, whether those are karmic imprints of the soul, the, the tribe you were born into, but then it's getting in touch with that essence, your true light. Like, how are you going to manifest as that? Right. So I do see it as both ways. I don't, I don't, actually, even as a doctor, I never wanted my patients to, to say, I'm a cancer survivor or I'm a diabetic, right. even, even the survivor piece, because mm -hmm. it, it's still very confining and limiting. Yeah. When we start to believe that we are one of these labels or one of these roles. Right. And I'll never, I, I, sometimes I do and I try not to say I am depressed. No, depression is something that I experience. It's something that it happens and it comes and goes. It's not my identity. And um, Prince EA, who's a really remarkable um, a content creator did a video about you know you are not depressed and it got a lot of slack for it from some people but again it's, it's just what you said like you wouldn't you wouldn't want somebody saying I am cancer and then you know somebody that has cancer that says that that is who they are it's not who you are in the same way don't identify with depression it's something you're experiencing because by identifying with it you can't move on from it you can't let it go it's you're, you're saying that's you and that's it so observe and kind of recognize that it's something that's happening in your experience you are having the experience of it isn't you so yeah yes. yeah that's a beautiful distinction yeah mm. okay just before we wrap up just finding out one more about i and time to rise because i'm fascinated by all these books and everything you're doing <laughs> yes this one i'm also very very proud of uh -huh. because we had 29 authors from 12 different countries each share their own story about how they overcame some life trauma or drama, and they finally got to that moment where they said, no, this is my time to rise. And so there are 29 inspiring stories from people all around the world, 
uh, and the foreword was written by Sister Dr. Jenna from the Meditation Museums. My daughter is also a first-time author because she shared her story oh, here. Oh, I love it. But the vision for it was to just, for anyone to be able to pick up and read one of these stories when you're feeling down and and it would uplift you. Mm -hmm. and, and that's literally what it's doing. So mm. I'm so excited that somebody's going to win a copy of that book as well. Fantastic. I love that. I'm working on an uplifting content book series, which is very similar. So yeah, awesome. I, I love, love, love that. We're so aligned. I know. <laughs> it's I know. fun. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Where, what's next for you? Where can people find out more about you? Um, yeah. Well, I'm all over the web at Dr. Andrea or at Dr. Andrea Pennington. You can visit me online at andreapennington.com. You can join the Real Self Love Movement totally free. Get masterclasses, download the manifesto and guided meditations. Just visit realself.love. And we also have a Facebook group. So I'd love for you to just search Real Self Love Movement and you can join the movement where you'll see live masterclasses from people like. Ioni and me and many of our real self-love leaders from around the world. So totally free. We just want to connect people with the resources that are going to help them live their best life, their most authentic life. I love it. I'm going to make sure that I get all of that stuff off you so that we can put it in the description so that people can find it. And also as a reminder, everyone, um, we're having a giveaway where three people will get to win one of Andrea's books. Um, so the link to sign up for that is just in the description here. Um, you can either win the orgasm prescription, which is one I want to get. I love you, me and or time to rise. Um, and then I know I said before we go, but now I want to have another question. So what made you move to, um, uh, the South of France and how is that? Yeah, it was really that that awakening that I had there, mm. that spiritual experience, um, because I felt so good. I feel like every cell in my body, my soul, my heart just feels alive and at peace. Um, and definitely having that vision of myself living there is what made me do it. And I'm so grateful that I've made that choice. Mm. Um, it was it was the right choice for me to to really go within and get deprogrammed from all my craziness. Um, and really feel solid and safe and secure in who I really am and to be able to share that with my daughter. Mm -hmm. So now we're able to travel the world and spend more time in many other cultures. And I, I really think that that was, that was so pivotal for me. Do you have family or friends in, in France or is it just like a complete, did you just, just you and her move on your own? Yeah. Wow. I did not know a soul in the South of France. I had friends in Paris cause we had visited Paris, but not in the South of France. I just literally picked up, uh, and moved in 2010. And I know it's a little bit crazy, but it's, it's what, <laughs> it's what worked for me. Yeah. I mean, I did something similar moving to LA, um, but I, I'd come out for a month before and had got to con connect and meet people. <clears throat> because to me, I feel it's like really important to have a family, like a community, like people that you, otherwise it can be very lonely because I, I moved out on my own. Um, have you found that sort of um, community and tribe where you are? And I know you're connected to so many people online, but do you have people? Because I know that there's lots of people, Olivia, for example, that wants to move. And, and, you know, there's definitely people on the chats often that want to go to all these new places, but they're worried about taking that leap. Um, do you have yeah. any kind of advice? Absolutely. There are very, very wonderful expat communities mm. around the world. Um, one of the ones that I tapped into was uh, uh, Internations. Which oh, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. English speaking expats around the world. So I ended up hosting events with them. 
And I think also being on the south of France and, and living and working in Monte Carlo, you know, Monaco, they also speak English. So there are a lot of um, foreign expats that I could connect with. But once I started to create those connections, um, it just grew from there. So I would say if anyone is interested, you know, at least in the English speaking communities, there are lots of expat meetup groups online in nearly every country around. Yeah. So you can always tap into people and, and don't be afraid. I mean, you don't have to move right away. Do like what you did. Mm. Go visit for a while, get a sense for the feeling and the vibe and the culture because there's no perfect place on earth. I mean, France mm. is beautiful, but it's not perfect. You know, mm -hmm. they, 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 they got their drama and their issues too. Mm -hmm. um, but it was what felt right for me. Mm -hmm. And do you have any plans to go back to the U.S.? Well, I am. Actually, right now, I'm sitting here physically in Virginia. Oh, you are? My dad and my stem and my brother live in Virginia. Really? Yeah, I... they're in Warrington. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm here while my daughter is doing an arts program. And oh, I was... It's spring break or something, right? Yeah, we have spring break coming up on uh, Friday. And oh. so she's doing a lot of stuff here. So yeah, we this year is the year that I'm going to be a lot more in America, hosting events for the Real Self Love Days um, and, and just getting people together. Many of my clients from Iceland and Denmark and Norway and, and France are coming over here to do events with us as well. So yeah, the, I, I, I'm happy... I'm happy being in the U.S. now. I wasn't so happy before, but now it feels like my energy has shifted, my whole, you know, just really coming into knowing who I am and, and being able to resist all of the craziness. Right. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it has been so wonderful talking to you today. Thank you so much for everyone for all of your comments and for all of your wisdom, Andrea. This is Thank you. Now, I just want to really first acknowledge and honor you, Ioni, for following your heart and your passion in creating uplifting content. Because as I said, I've been following you. I admire what you're doing. So keep it up because I like you. I, I got slammed by the crazy Facebook algorithms, but mm. keep up because you yeah. are touching people. It is so resonating. And I'm just really grateful for your presence in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Um, guys, I will be back on Thursday at 10 a.m. Um, just to have a chat, a check-in with you, give you an update about the, uh, the best you expo that I was at the other day and um, fill you in on that. So I look forward to seeing you guys there. Uh, until then, take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Uplifting Content Podcast with me, Ioni Butler. I record these episodes live on the Uplifting Content Facebook page every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific. So if you want to be part of the conversation, join our Facebook Live to share your thoughts and questions. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you get updated with the latest episodes twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us to reach more people and more listeners. So once you've done a review, email us a screenshot of your review to info at upliftingcontent.com and we will send you a special gift to say thank you. Lastly, the only way that you'll ever get notified from me is if you sign up for my weekly-ish email, which will have information about all our giveaways, what I'm up to, who's coming up on the interviews, just all the good stuff that you don't want to miss. So that's it. We'll have links to all that information in the show notes and I look forward to hearing from you and seeing you on the lives perhaps soon. Bye.